Welcome to Demand Does the Six Questions, where the same six questions can tell a unique story. I am your host, Demand, father of two, husband of one, and leader of this here Demodcast. Whether it's your first time or your next time, thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. And before we get started, if you haven't done already, maybe you already have, and if so, awesome. If not, go ahead and pause this real quick. Go to wherever you downloaded this from. Go leave a review. Give the highest you can. That's usually five stars. And leave a review. Doesn't matter what it says. Just leave some words and we'll be off to the races. Got a great show coming up for you. I have a review of a podcast called Those Guys Over There. And then followed up with six questions with one of those guys from over there, Jeff Lee. And now, the review. Those Guys Over There is a podcast produced by a group of five men in their early 30s sharing their opinions roundtable style. Think something like The View, except with less testosterone. Their episodes feature discussions on societal and cultural issues from a comedic happy hour perspective with their friendship at the core. Or, we're just five guys with the shits and giggles and our opinions matter. After Jeff... Tom, Tim, DeGrab, and Phil each introduce themselves. They're off and running on their first topic. And the shows have the same format. The show starts off with, it's a series of conversations about whatever has come up in their lives or in the news over the previous week. And since it's an organic conversation, a.k.a. the happy hour perspective, there's no telling where the conversation will go. And I really like this aspect of the show. The structure is very simple. They'll start off with the first topic and discuss it until they're done and then just move on to the next topic. The flow is tight. It's a real conversation with, man, they, you know, they probably edit. I assume they do. If, if they don't, it's amazing because it sounds really good. There are, a lot, there are very few ums and ahs, so I would assume that they edit. Figured it out. There are a lot of roundtable shows like this in the pocket unit. Did I say pocket? I meant podcast universe, but all, that'd be kind of cool if there was a pocket podcast universe. Maybe there's something to that. Have to write that down anyway what makes each one of them different is what they bring to the table and this show brings its own perspective to the table and i am here for it did i say table twice you know what i mean anyway for a podcast that gives you a different point of view and a chance to laugh check out those guys over there and now the six questions my guest is also a father of two and husband of one, hopefully, because his wife is in, the, is in the next room. He has a family joke about being related to P. Diddy. I hope it, I actually wish it wasn't funny and was true, because I would actually borrow money. And evidently currently spends too much money on NFTs, which may be something we have to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up from those guys over there, Jeff Lee. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Ah, uh, thank you for taking time out. Well, we're not perfect. I was usually say thank you for taking time out to talk to a perfect stranger, but we're not exactly strangers because you've been on Disputed. I wanted to thank you for coming on Disputed, and you took on an underdog role because you, for the debate that you were on, it was Axel Foley versus Mike Lowry, and 
Axel Foley is a legend. Like when when we set that up, I thought, oh man, Axel Foley's gonna probably win in a in a landslide. Who are we gonna find to actually rep Mike? My, my actually take on that challenge? And you said, I'll do it. And you took it on, and you did well. And you were well. The voting didn't go well, but your but your performance yeah. was awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. That was so much fun. And yeah, you know, Mike Lowry's the underdog. I understand it, but you know. I had to do what I had to do. I did what I wish I had been able to uh, mention that that damn Axel Foley theme song, the Beverly Hills Cop theme, mm-hmm. when it got remixed by that crazy frog, you could not escape that. <laughs> yeah, I knew I should have used that as my fodder. Well, when I, when I get to part two, that's what I'm going to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you like to be found on the internet? Where would I like on Pornhub? Nah. <laughs> nah, anywhere but there. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Jeppy Keith, J-E-P-P-Y Keith. Or you can find me as one of the five guys with those guys over there at T-G-O-T Podcast. We release episodes either weekly or bi-weekly, depending on what our schedules are looking like. And, um, and anywhere you find the podcast, you can find those guys over there. Trying to get five people together. Four of them got kids. Four of them got wives. Yeah, you think you got something. And when the pandemic started, we thought, okay, cool. We're going to be able to Zoom now. It's like it's easy. Just roll over and get on Zoom and let's do it. Nope. That nope. just gives another reason to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there 15 minutes later. 15 minutes turned to 20. And it turned into, nah, I'll just see you next week. Those things happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny listening to, you can tell if somebody is single, was single during the pandemic because, like, I'm bored. I've watched all the movies. I'm like, I want to get out of the house. <laughs> These kids right. are killing me. All of us are just all up under each other. Yeah, man. And we got a little uh, two-bedroom condo here, and it's like, don't you want to go somewhere? Like, just not here? And, yeah. But we we learned to love each other more, so it ain't all bad. I personally felt like I got closer to my family, too, uh, during the the pandemic. Um, There were trying times, for sure, and there are more to come, because being a parent stinks most of the time, except when it doesn't. Yep, yep, yep. I was, I was telling my dad, I'm like, I, I have a new respect for y'all. Like, I understand why you just need to leave sometimes. It's like, hey, thank you for coming back because, whew, I got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And trying to be teacher, parent, play friend, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. It sounds like your children are the same age difference as mine. <laughs> Boy. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, you're ready to put the boxing gloves on and tape them up. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, my man. Jeff Lee, are you ready to answer the six questions? Let's get it. Question number one. When did you know you wanted to get into podcasting? I knew for sure the day the guys and I who I do the podcast with now, we were sitting at a bar and we finally decided, you know what? We need to record these conversations that we have. <laughs> We've known each other for 10 plus years and we'd be at the bar all the time just talking. But one of us was like, you know what? You said this before and you were wrong before. We need to record this so we can prove that you're wrong and that everybody else knows you're wrong. So you won't have to have this conversation again. That's the problem when you go to the bar with people. Y'all get into having the same conversations over and over again. I'm like, bro, you have said this. We have rebutted it. You are wrong. So now that we got a podcast, I can tell you, go back to episode 52. You said this. You were wrong then. You're wrong now. <laughs> so, 
a podcast keeps us honest, hopefully, and hopefully people entertain entertain it because our tagline is we got opinions and our opinions matter. So hopefully somebody thinks our opinions matter, and um, yeah, that's what really got us got us into it. That's hilarious. How long have you got? How long have you guys known each other? Y'all been running around since y'all was kids, or did y'all come together as adults? Or me and Phil, one of my co-hosts, has went to middle school together. So that was what nineteen ninety eight. Yes, I've known him damn near twenty years. <laughs> uh, I've known DeGrasse. I met him in freshman year of high school. So that's three years later. And then the rest of the guys I met um, when we graduated college. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Yo, man, when you said I was in middle school in '98, I'm like, oh. <laughs> did I did I did I age you a little bit there? It was just a reminder, because um, you know the alternative is I'm not here and you're talking to yourself. So I'm starting to be okay with uh, being older and getting older. It's it's weird. You'll start to notice it with your kid now that you have children. Um, there's a time compression that happens, like mentally, I guess. And 10 years feels like, wait a minute, wasn't that just a few years ago? Wait, what just happened? Yep. You know, it's. Yep. It's, like, I, it's, I swear 1980 was like, you know, last decade. And then 1990 was or whatever. But not nah, 2000 was 20 years ago. Right. And you, and you said, I was like, I was in middle school in 97, 98. And I was like, man, I was out of. I, I was a year out of college. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, wow. I was like, that's 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 some time. That's some time. Like I remember where I was working. It's it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. <laughs> so twenty as a twenty two year old ninety eight versus like a twenty two year old today. What, what did you wish that you had then? Or what do you wish they, the kids of today had now? What do I wish kids had today, uh now that we had then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it's, mm, that's, you know, <laughs> I know what I'm glad I didn't have is the technology that they have because all the stupid okay. stuff I did would be all over the internet. Yeah. Because me and my buddies, we used to uh, tape, we used to make, uh, uh, we called it, uh, we called it um, Us Productions. It was, um, we would do like Saturday Night Live type skits. Okay. And, um, some are were some are better than others, and some of them haven't aged well. A couple I remember, I was like, "Oh man, we." Ooh, I'm glad that, didn't, that nobody found that one. We, we were in, we were in high school, so I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. if you don't, you know, we didn't know any better, and you know, when you know more, you learn more. But still, you still don't want to, you know, broadcast your ignorance. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, as that, honestly, I don't. I don't really know because they have so much more. It's like they have almost too much and too much access what? to each other. Um, man, yeah, they. I don't know because that that whole lack of privacy thing that would drive me nuts. It drives me nuts now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's probably because I, I look back. Like, you know, like I said, raising kids now. Again, they only four and one, but it's like, how do I teach you to navigate a world that I had no idea was going to exist? And it's only going to get crazier, man. <laughs> it's yeah. only yeah. going to get crazier. I don't know if that, I don't know how fast technology is going to advance, but you know things are you know things are continually changing, and they're starting to change faster, which is a little. You got to stay on your toes, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man, scaring me with these, these trying. Man, I'm the one. This is my show. You, I'm supposed to be asking the questions. What is what is going on, man? Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs>
Question number two. What do you wish you had known when you first started out? Oh, shit. Five, five mics. When we first started out, we had two mics. And we figured, oh, yeah, you know, a microphone could pick up enough, enough ambient sound or whatever. Nah, everybody needs their own mic. Everybody needs their own thoughts. Everybody needs their own silence. Audacity works well, but I need multi-track. Multi-track editing has been a lifesaver. Like, somebody's over there chewing. Yeah, let's just mute that. There's, there's so many just, like, small things. The, the talking part, we, we, we know how to do that. But just, like, how to be a editor, how to be a um, marketer, like, that shit. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. And it's a different type of burnout. Burnout is real. When you think that you're doing a hobby, it's like, yeah, I'm having fun with this. But, like, when the hobby becomes work and work is already work, where's your, where's your escape? And I think just managing burnout is something I wish I gave myself some time to do. And, yeah. I remember when we first started, we were like, okay, we're going to have an outline. Like, this is our general topic. These are going to be the three questions that we want to try and answer. And then, like, you know, we'll have a conversation, but at least, like, you know, we'll hit these points. But after a while, it just came like, right, are we all here? Let's turn on the mic and we'll just go where we go. Mm-hmm. And it gave it a little bit of authenticity. But at the same time, it, it was hard to figure out, like, who's the audience for this episode versus who's the audience for tomorrow's or next week's episode? Because, you know, we, if we think we're our audience, that's cool but well i've learned that you know there's so many other ways you can go and like, you want to find a direct path to have somebody come back to you week after week and then do the marketing for you say like, hey y'all need to go check these out because you know they're going to give you this 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 and this mm-hmm. and i think um you know 50 percent of the time we hit it 50 percent of the time we just do an episode for us and we have about i don't know five or six lost episodes because when we had no plan at all we said oh yeah we turn on the mic and it's like oh yeah no that was shit <laughs> we can't be doing that yeah no, nah, that that was shit that might become a patreon episode that it's just it, i have like six episodes just sitting on my hard drive i'm like yeah this could be a patreon episode or just now yeah, who knows what it's gonna be yeah man yeah i think everybody's got a couple of those yeah. <laughs> like, what happened here this is terrible <laughs> oh my goodness do y'all give you up the work pretty much yeah, we try to, but it's kind of like, you know, there's always so much work that can be done. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, editing is like, yeah, that's the most of it. The rest of it is kind of like, hey, it comes and goes as it does. So we just kind of, uh, me and DeGrav have been a lot of ones put into editing and everybody else is like, when we, if we, when we had a sponsor, we had somebody reach out to the sponsors. We had somebody doing guest management, somebody signed a contract. So everybody does it. And even like on the, the day of the show, when you hear the recording, you can tell that somebody is more apt to just like lead the show. Because we've had days where it's like, all right, he's not here today. We can try this, but you can tell that's like that same energy isn't there because somebody just like has that personality that leads the show. And so we, we I think we've all kind of found our niche, but we just had a uh, group call a couple of weeks ago and just kind of say like, you know what, let's kind of reorganize, re- recalibrate and move forward. That's awesome. I mean, and you got to you got to constantly. Um see where you're at uh, a friend of mine was, uh, always says you know be ready to pivot if you need to yep. if you need to pivot pivot just go do it and figure it out as you go just keep taking action so sounds like it's something you guys uh, have it sounds like a lesson that you guys have already learned so congratulations <laughs> well thank you thank you yeah it's um yeah it's like it, it take it's taking friendship you know how they say like never work with your friends um, we, we have had some, a couple blow ups, but we've all come back to it because at the end of the day, the friendship is what's most important. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I think that it, it, it also podcasting, 
it's what's been able to keep us in touch. Like I said, like four of the guys are married, one me included. So it's like, hey, we have a real excuse. Like, hey, we have to go podcast. I got to go see my friends. Like, we're not just going to the bar. Like, we're doing something. We're trying to be productive out here in this world. And it gets us out of the house for a couple of hours. <laughs> right. And um, most, like, I've, I found my wife is much more amiable for me to uh, be sitting here in the bedroom talking this is going to sound real weird. Uh, in the bedroom talking to strangers <laughs> versus going out to a bar or, you know, going to a club or not that I do those things anymore. But, you know, those are, you know, even video games like, you know, being stuck in front of the TV, make me quote unquote stuck in front of the TV playing video games. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Every, you know, not at all. moderation, every, you know, everything in moderation. It's just not my deal. Um, okay. And, uh, but, but, you know, I know some women get hot about that. Granted, they're, you know, they're more, they're more uh, female players and stuff like that now, thankfully. And there are a lot of people playing video games, but, you know, that's a, that can be a, a source of contention. So podcasting, what, there are way worse hobbies out there. Question number three. What's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Unlike most men, the way that my heart isn't through my stomach, like I'll eat because I have to, not because I really want. I want, yeah, yeah. Food is not one. I tell you that. French fries are my favorite food, so it's like, yeah, if you give me some French fries, we good. Food isn't something I have to have. It's something I just got, you know, got to nourish yourself. So when I thought about it, I was like my favorite local food place. And I'm like, what's going to be the answer that's not cliche? But I was like, nah, it's been chili bowl. It's just like, it just got to be. You go down there, get a half smoke, put some chili on it, put some mustard on it, get some fries at, you know, 1130 at night right there on U Street. DC knows what I'm talking about, and that's it. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the famous half smoke. They got the line coming outside the restaurant wrapped around the corner. Yeah, if you ever find yourself in DC, go right there on U Street and go to Ben's Chili Bowl and get you a half smoke with some chili on it. It's a half smoke? Yep. All right, on. Right. Uh, how'd you find this place? It's been a staple in the community. U Street in DC is like a whole bunch of like black owned restaurants and everything. Oh, okay. So um yeah, my parents are uh, both from the area. So it's like it, it's been a staple in the community for damn near fifty plus years. Wow. So I was like I was born into it. Like, hey, welcome here. Let's go get a half smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a this is part of your um your 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 now man, son. Come nah, have this a, is kind of like my, my parents are like nah we we, we hungry we here <laughs> you you getting one too so it's like okay and you just <laughs> fell right in it was it was like oh this is delicious mama dad got one got this one yes yep. I'm got, on it yeah, they got they got that one right they got that one right <laughs> right on <laughs> some right of the on. other ones without all these vegetables and stuff nah we ain't doing this but y'all got this one right. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, what are you curious about? I'm curious about the the theories of time, space, the soul. Like almost, almost like the theory of the Infinity Stones, but not the Infinity Stones per se, but the way that time, space, and soul all interact with each other. Hmm. And one of the things that really got to me, like I was, you know, I, I grew up in the church. So you grow up thinking like your soul, when you die, you got eternal, eternal life and everything. But as I grew up and started reading more and just started like thinking outside the box, I'm like, what is eternal life? 
is it like on this spectrum of I was born in 1987 and I just go on when I die, I just like going to infinity. Or if I die in 2029 or whatever, do I go back to 1987 and just live an eternal loop? Like my soul exists in this time frame. And then when it comes into space, I'm like, okay, are there different dimensions? It's deja vu a thing because I exist on an infinite plane that I have able the ability to like, oh, I'm seeing into this one. Or I've seen this already because I live in this infinite loop. Yeah, don't get me started on this. I can go down this rabbit hole for a whole, a whole, whole lot of time. Oh boy, I may push you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Let's go then, because. Okay, so have you you've experienced deja vu? Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you think that is then? The leader in the clubhouse is it's an experience that's so similar to something that you've already had that your brain just kind of says like, oh, this looks familiar, and you know the brain's processing so much stuff. It's like this is familiar. I'm just going to make it seem like this is something you've already done, but not. Nah, this is just a similar thing with one or two differences. And it just puts you in the scenario to say this is how, how you should proceed because the brain at its core is there to for self-preservation. So if I can give you an inkling of what you should already be prepared for, then that's how we're going to proceed. So that's the leader in the clubhouse. But is uh, deja vu looking into another reality? I'm not, um, you know, zeroing that out. I asked about deja vu because my experience with that phenomenon has been through dreams. When I have the deja vu, I'm like, wait a minute. I'll see the scene begin to start. Like, um, if, like if I've had it, I'll, it'll be in a dream I, and I'm about to go into a deja vu, I can actually see it coming. Not that far ahead, but it's more like a couple seconds, like, wait a minute. I'll notice, and then the person will say whatever they said in my dream. And we'll have that conversation or bits and pieces of it, yeah. So is, is that deja vu or more prof- like a prophetic thing? I, I always think like deja vu is something like I've been here before, but like your from what it seems like with you, like I know this is coming. I guess you have to be there to know it's coming. I don't know. You might have the gift of prophecy. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing. I'm like I do not need that kind of. I do not need those kind of headaches. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I, I just I didn't know I didn't know if those were the same thing I didn't know I didn't know how other people I only know how I experience things so mm-hmm. I I don't I didn't know if people experience uh, other people experience deja vu in that way I know people and you know there's lucid dreaming and stuff like that and I was really not expecting this conversation to go this way and um <laughs> and so like I've I've done lucid dream like I've done lucid dreaming I've been I've been able to take control of my dreams and during you know during the sleeping hours sometimes i've always wondered like do other people do this like how does it how does that happen so it's funny that when you said that i was like oh i gotta find out how he experiences it can you run in your dreams like my body move or does or is there running happening like is there like because i i know i've had dreams plenty of times where i feel like i can do everything that i do in my normal life except when i run it feels like I got like two cinder blocks on my legs. Like I, the, the, the fact that I just cannot, you know, hit my full stride is something that's happened to me plenty of times. I think the only time I was able to run full speed in my dream, I was being chased by a gremlin. The 1980s movies, Gremlins? Yep, it was Spike, the one with the little mohawk. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want that smoke. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> yeah, you pull. Yeah, you pull your uh, you pull your legs out of concrete for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, like, I feel like I cannot hit my full stride in a dream. I probably have, but it's not something I've ever known. Like I've had like cars careen and I'll wake, I like I'm in the car and I wasn't old enough to drive at the time and it'll go over the bridge 
and then I wake up before it hits the water, that kind of stuff. But I don't think I've ever like physically. I don't remember. Let me say that I don't. I don't remember running like any mm-hmm. like recently, or there's not a dream that really sticks out. That's like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's interesting. I don't think that's something else to keep note okay. of. What are your thoughts on the connection between soul, time, and the basics of reality as we perceive it? I'm still trying to grasp it. Every day, I feel like it changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I do profess to be a Christian and everything, so I do believe that God is the beginning and the end, and He, I feel like He exists outside of whatever time He has created. So, like when He was, like you know, people always ask, like if He was in the beginning, something had to be there before the beginning. But He was, He is the beginning of our time space, I guess you can call it. Okay, and that's all that really matters. And I think that's what it is. And when it comes to something like reincarnation or, you know, the, the eternal soul, and I just believe in, in heaven for eternity, I flip-flop every day. You know, one day is, yeah, you know, heaven is eternity or, you know, it's the, the cyclical loop. If I also got to think, like, you know, if time travel is real, then that can throw a whole loop into everything. And, like, if I go back, does that change anything or was this meant to be? Because I, I was uh, having a conversation, I can't remember who I was talking to, but like, what is the timeline? And I, I am now of the belief that time is fixed. And so that the beginning and the end are happening at the exact same time. And that we just kind of move along in our portion of it. But like it, to, travel, to travel back in time means time has already existed. And to travel to the future, you have to travel, you can't travel to something that doesn't already exist. But if somebody can travel to the future, that means the future exists. And the future exists the same time the present exists, which is the same time the past exists. Yeah. So according to the Gospel of Jeff, so is this like a multi Marvel multiverse type of deal? Or is this just a, uh, like, are the decisions, do you think the decisions are already made? Or like, how, like if it's a fixed point and it's all happening at the same time, Wow, this is going this is going down the rabbit hole. So, yeah, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, 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 I'll try and keep it short. I do think that there is a there is a multiverse, but they are all like like Marvel said. There there are fixed points, and there's just some things that just branch off here, but they all careen back to like there's a beginning and an end. But they all those are your fixed points, and then there are other things that's supposed to happen in your life. But one thing I was thinking about is like if I was born. To a different set of parents, I would still be me. Mm. Like, because I, my, this vessel that I am is just a vessel, but I am who resides inside this. So, like, when you think about, like, you know, if you go back and kill baby Hitler, you're killing the baby. The like, you would think you're killing baby Hitler, but you're just killing the vessel. Hitler would exist because Hitler is a soul that would probably be somewhere else and do the exact same thing because you just you just killed the vessel, but not the soul. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got you. I, I think I, I think I'm picking. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. And I think I'm think I'm explaining it correctly. And again, I've had a little bit too much to drink, but I'm gonna sleep good tonight. So that's all. That's all that really matters. <laughs> Question number five: What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? Thoughts on black family in the 21st century. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate how you say, you know, father, two, husband, one, and everything that you do. Like, I feel like, you know, we should all profess that we are this, these type of men. And like, you know, as a black man, 
we need to put that out there more that I'm proud to be father to a husband of one. We really need to need to put that out there more, let people see that this is the image of the 21st century. We are these type of men who are going to lead into the future and raise up other children to be the same thing. You know, the summer of 2020, Black Lives Matter, we finally get Juneteenth as a holiday. That's another thing for another time. That's question number six. <laughs> I'm honored to be a Black man, a Black father, a Black husband. And there are a whole bunch of us that are, are the exact same way. And I think once the world gets to see that, I, you know, it, it ain't nothing but better things for us. We're all in this together. We're all after the same things. And only differences with, between us, honestly, is culturally. Yep. And those are... Yep. And those are fun. And those, I'm not going to lie. Those are fun differences. Like being in somebody else's culture, we're like, wow, this is, oh, this is amazing. You know, like yeah, seeing other people's celebrations and stuff. I mean, there are bits and pieces of other cultures that, you know, I mean, nothing is 100%. Nothing is uh, all great because we're people. And, we, you know, if you're, if you're around people, you have something in common with them probably. If you're friends with them, you definitely have something in common with them. So there's always something little thing that we can take from each other or borrow from each other and give to each other to like, you know, just to mix and match and do these and create and build and just create relationships and all kinds of stuff. All right, black dads. <laughs> Question number six. If you could create a new holiday, what would it commemorate? Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going to create a new holiday, but this is a hill that I'm willing to die on 100%. I would switch Father's Day and Halloween. Halloween is in the middle of the summer. Father's Day is during football season. So Halloween is too cold in some parts of the world for the women out here to be wearing their sexy pizzas and their sexy sailor outfits and whatnot. Let's make it easier for them, put it in the middle of summer. And also, you know, if my kids can want to be a werewolf, actually, no, it's cool in the wintertime because they get a full costume. Anyway, for the sexy women and for the sexy pizza, the sexy crayon, let's put Halloween in the middle of the summer. And we let's put Father's Day on the second Sunday in October. Let me just be alone, put the football game on, and we're good to go. And that would be a full day of football, too. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know what? If we put it a little bit later in October, I can, you know, yeah, I, I can get baseball, I can get football, I can get basketball, and I can get hockey. Yeah, put it at the end of October. Let me get all four sports. And it's the whole day of ESPN, CBS, Fox, whatever it is. And you can hang out with me if you want to. We're going to have wings and beer. And, yeah, happy Father's Day. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you once again for tuning in for Demond Does. And if you could take a quick minute, if you hadn't already, please go on to your favorite podcast app and leave a review, leave a five star or the highest number of stars that you can give so more people can see the show. That's how it gets seen. So until next time, see it, hear it, speak it, live.